The following sermon is by a guest speaker at Community Church in Edwardsburg, Michigan. If you've never visited us at Community Church, we invite you to join us at 28647 US 12 West in Edwardsburg. We hope you are encouraged by the following message. Don't you love that worship team? Man, I, I just uh, really appreciate those guys. I have absolutely no talent in that area, so I appreciate everything. I know it's a... Uh, it's a pain to come early and practice and all that jazz, but I just uh, really appreciate it. Hey, um, let's see. Let's, let's start in prayer, all right? Always a good place to start. Let's pray, all right. Father, thank you for this day. We thank you that we could be here to uh, look into your word, to learn together, to um, comfort one another, to use these words to comfort us. Even your word says to use them that way. Lord, we pray that you might just uh, be in our time together. Your spirit would teach us. And Lord, if there be one here who doesn't know you, I pray that by the end of the service, you would convince them of their need for a Savior. And Lord, we, uh, the rest of us look forward to your return, and we just pray that as we share some things on that this morning, it would just uh, help us to be more excited about seeing you again. I pray in Christ's name, amen. All right, hey, good morning. Uh, I'm going to set this over here, all right, so I don't knock it off. There we are. All right. Hey, my name is Dennis. Uh, some of you uh, know that, but some of you don't. If this is your first time here, you're just newly with us, uh, first time visitor, I have to let you know that you're going to hear the B team from the teaching this morning. All right. So I'm sorry. Oh, wait a second. As I see Chris, he spoke a couple weeks ago. It's the C team. All right. No, wait a second. Josh, Josh, where's Josh? Josh is the B team. Chris, you're listening to the D team of teaching this way, all right? So, uh, boy, do I feel all of a sudden inadequate to be up here, but not that I wasn't from the beginning, all right? Always inadequate. But thank you for being here this morning. If it is your first time, we want to welcome you, and you are hearing the D team, all right? The pastor is on vacation. Uh, you... Uh, because of your generosity and kindness, have made it possible for us to give him the month of July off, all right? Now, we like to spiritualize and call it a sabbatical, all right? But he's really, it's really a month off. Uh, but as I pray for him, I pray for him and Francis that they'll be re rejuvenated, refreshed, and ready to give us another year. And we're doing that because of his 10th anniversary with us. Uh, boy, that's gone fast if you, uh, if you were here the whole 10 years. It's just zoomed by. Uh, and I want to thank you. I know Chris honored them a few weeks ago with some candy and flowers and all that stuff. But uh, um, you may not have known this yet that uh, because of your generosity, we were able to help them uh, do a, uh, a dream, and that's go to Alaska. And so sometime this month, they're heading to Alaska. So if you didn't know that, I just want to thank you as, as part of the leadership team. We thank you that because of your generosity, we were able to uh, give them that, and uh, they, were, they were surprised and, and looking forward to that. Um, let's see here. Uh, I'm one of the elders here. Uh, in fact, I'm the elder elder, all right? That doesn't mean I'm smarter or wiser or more spiritual. It just means I'm elder, all right? So that's it. I think sometimes they let me to be on the team to be a, to be a token baby boomer, all right? You got to have, gotta have one. Let's get Dennis on there, all right? But, uh, but anyway, um, this morning I want to um, bring your attention on the coming of Christ, all right? Jesus is returning, all right, do you know that? You know, yes, all right. You know, I like to see those of you raise your hands when we talk about the resurrection in the middle of a song especially, but man, this return of Christ, you know, should cause you to raise your hands, right? He's coming back. You know, it reminds me of Corinthians. He says, um, the, uh, Paul says, you know, uh, to the unsaved, it's foolishness 
The gospel's foolishness to think that a God sent his son, died on the cross to pay for our sins, that all we got to do is believe it and that he rose again, believe that he rose again and he died for our sins and we're saved. We are Christians. We are born again. It's foolishness to the world, but it's the power of God unto salvation for those of us who believe. Now, how much more foolish is it to believe that he's going to come back? That dead man who died and rose again, he's coming back. So we are fools in the eyes of the world in, in, a, in a way, all right? But those of us who have been Christians for any length of time, you know that he's coming back. Uh, just to uh, uh, divert from that just for a second, uh, I have uh, 8.99 grandkids, all right? And you may say, where do you get the point nine nine Tomorrow at 8 a.m., Lord willing, all right? We have number nine, all right? So I don't know how you mathematicians would say 8.99, all right? Uh, tomorrow morning we have another one, our son Brett. If you know him uh, in Indy, him and his wife, Rachel, Lord willing, is going to give us uh, another uh, grandson tomorrow morning. So uh, the reason I tell you that is because being a grandfather, but you, you've noticed it wherever you are in life, neighbors, friends, um, that kids, especially four to six years old, I've kind of noticed, can have some interesting questions. Uh, our, uh, one of our granddaughters, Thea, when she was about five years old, she could be sitting at the kitchen table looking on our back deck. Yeah, just sitting there quietly, eating breakfast maybe with us. And then she'd say, Grandpa, where do flowers come from? Okay, so I'm trying to formulate that answer before I can get that out. Grandpa, why are some flowers orange and some red? Okay, so I'm trying to, you know, okay, formulate that answer. Then before I can come up with that one, she says, Grandpa, I heard you tell somebody your hair was gray. Why did you tell me that? It's white. So I don't know, you know, the kids can come up with the you know, most interesting questions. But here's where we're going. Jesus ask over 330 questions in the New Testament, all right? In the Gospels alone, people have recorded that he uh, asked over 330 questions. And one of the more in, most intriguing to me uh, is when he says in Luke 18, 8, Jesus says, um, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? He doesn't answer the question. He's just talking to his disciples. When the Son of Man, when Jesus returns, Will he find faith on the earth? Now, those of you who are, you know, somewhat biblical literate, you know, theologically, the answer is what? Yes. Let me give you one, just one. Jesus was talking to Peter, and he says, Peter, I'm going to build my church. And what did he say? The gates of hell will not prevail against it. There's always going to be a church. All right, All, until man, you know, until this earth is destroyed, there is going to be a church. There are going to be a group of people like you around the earth who understand who Jesus is, who God is, the relationship there, and they have, and they have faith in him. And when he comes back, he's going to find that. Now, there are a whole bunch of other things we could cite. But practically, practically, I ask myself, how can I ensure? Is there something I should be doing to ensure that he finds faith on the earth when he returns. Um, uh, as I uh, taught my Sunday school class, uh, I got to do a little advertisement, all right? Behind the, the kitchen on Sunday mornings, if you're not in another small group, you're welcome to join ours. We study together, we pray together every Sunday morning from 9.30 to about 10.20 behind the kitchen there. But as we uh, looked at some, uh, we looked at the return of Christ and the end days last year, we spent several months on that. As I looked at all the verses in the New Testament that I could find on the second coming of Christ, I realized that quite often it would say, Jesus is coming, different, different ways. It would say, Jesus is coming, therefore do this. Jesus is coming, since he's coming, do this. 
And I thought, wow, that's kind of interesting. And so I made a list of all the things that we're to do. And there, there's a, a, almost a couple dozen, definitely over a dozen, of uh, things that we are to do since we know that Jesus is returning. All right? And so, so I thought that I would uh, just go through those with you this morning. We're just going to cover three of them. Sorry, I hope you weren't. I didn't lose you right away, all right? We're just going to cover three of them, all right? Uh, but there's probably, uh, probably 15 to 16, uh, 17 of them at least, depending on how you categorize them. So what we're going to do is look at some verses, and we're, I'm just going to challenge you to remember three things this morning, all right? I hope you can do that, all right? Be seriously watching. Let's look at this one, all right? First Thessalonians 5. 2, 4, and 6. I decided not to put the whole passage up there. Trust me uh, that uh, I take some liberties here to, that it's all talking about the same thing. But look at this. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that his day should overtake you as a thief. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, let us watch and be sober. Let us watch and be sober. Um, the context, of course, here is the second coming of Christ, all right? He says here, the times and seasons, for those of you who understand the Bible, you know that he's referring to the end times. But then he also says that the day of the Lord. So he's talking about the second coming of Christ. And as he does that, he says, uh, uh, he says look at the last one, therefore... What are we supposed to do? Since we know he's coming, what are we supposed to do? It says watch and be sober. Uh, be on guard. Be alert. Uh, John MacArthur says be, the, ver the verb here is continually looking. We're to be continually looking for his coming back. Um, what are we supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be paying attention, all right, to, to and looking for his return. Um, let me just look, give you another one here. It says, uh, therefore, be ready for the Son of Man is coming. I'm sorry, I've skipped my my. My thought here, don't be sleeping as others do, he says, but be seriously watching. I tried to think of, okay, so what's serious watching? How's that compared to not serious watching? If you've ever watched a T-baller, some of you watch T-ballers, either kids or grandkids or neighbors or whatever, all right? I, if I put my uh, six-year-old Annie, granddaughter, out in the outfield, and you say, no, Annie, watch the ball, you know, look up the batter. You, if he hits the ball, you got to get it. Uh, for about five to ten seconds, she's looking up there, right? After that, what? Oh, look at a dandelion. Yeah, 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 all right, yeah. Annie, Annie, pay attention, pay attention. Five to ten seconds later, what's she doing? Oh, look at that, a butterfly. A butterfly, you know. That's not seriously watching. All right, that's not seriously watching. Uh, I've been a corporate pilot for 45 years, and I, uh, I, I know a little bit about serious watching when it comes to the cockpit. We have a, uh, a, a, a system called TCAS, is what pilots call it. TCAS, it stands for Traffic Collision Avoidance System. And most all the modern uh, jet aircraft have these screens that shows where you are with a symbol of an airplane, but it shows where other airplanes are around you. And you can stick that range out as much as you want and so on. But when it, if an airplane comes with it, depends on the parameters, how fast they're going, different things. But if it comes within roughly five miles, that little yellow plane coming toward you starts blinking yellow. All right, ah, caution. Okay, guess what? Guess what me and the other pilot are doing? We're looking. All right, we're looking. All of a sudden, it goes red. That means they're within two miles of you. Now we're really looking. All right, we are seriously watching. And then if, if, if nothing changes, this little voice comes on that says, climb, 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 or descend, descend, descend. And guess what we do? 
We climb or descend, exactly. But up until that point, we are, even as we do that, we're seriously watching. Maybe this computer's off a little bit, you know. Uh, maybe we need to climb, but we're going to try to find this thing. So when he says to be seriously watching, he means to be seriously watching. We'll look at, look at another verse that talks about it here, all right? Matthew 24, 42. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The context here again, the coming of the Lord, all right? But what does he say? Therefore, all right, key word, you be ready for the Son of Man is coming. Um, let, me, let me skip to the next one here. Luke 21, 34 to 36. Take heed to yourselves, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day, capital D, come on you unexpectedly. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of God. Uh, I've, I've been a, uh, a uh, deer hunter off and on through the years, and I know many of you are, uh, some of you are re- real religious about it, all right, you hunt every year. And, uh, and I've, I've always enjoyed the times I, I used to go. I don't go too much anymore, but I know some of you, you can't wait till November 15th or October 1st comes around. You just, you just can't wait. And uh, as a hunter, a deer hunter, I and mean, some of you maybe have never done this, uh, you get in your blind, usually bef- on opening morning before light. All right, you're in there and you're blind an hour before. You don't want the deer hearing you or seeing you tramp through the woods to get to your, uh, your spot. You're in your blind in the tree or on the ground. And uh, as daylight starts, all right, uh, t- as it starts to get lighter, you are looking intently. All right, you are looking because if that deer sees you first, you won't get your shot. You have to see them first. So as you're up and you're blind, let's say, and, you, and you're looking intently, you know, your head's going back and forth. Even then, you're going real slow because this deer could pick up the movement of your head. All of a sudden, to the deer hunter, the delight is what, Jody? Twish, 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 twish. All right? So that deer is coming through the leaves. All right? And boy, now you are seriously watching. All right? You might have been dozing a little. We would never admit that, would we, Jody? A dozing on. You never fell asleep in a blind, I'm sure. No, no. About uh, 10 o'clock in the morning when you've been up there for a few hours, the sun kind of shines through and you're kinda, it's kind of warm. You're, you're not seriously watching. All right, you're, you're going like this, but you hear that twish, twish, twish of that deer coming through the leaves. Man, you are focused. And that's how I think God wants us to be here because there's so many verses. On. We're just looking at three. There are many, many verses that talk about this. Um, so be seriously watching, all right? The second thing is to be steadfastly working. 1 Corinthians 15, 51, 52, and 58. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall all be changed. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. It's kind of like uh, your boss. If he goes away for the day, he doesn't want to come back and watch you just stand around the time clock, you know, waiting to punch out, all right? He wants to see you working. Hebrews tells us, uh, it reminds us that um, uh, back in Noah's day, uh, Noah was preaching away, but nobody was paying attention to what he was saying. The Lord wants us to not only be looking for his return, but he wants us to be steadfastly working. The, the word here is uh, always abounding, overflowing in good works. I hope that, um, I hope that you are doing something for the Lord. 
All right? I'll challenge you, if you're not and you're a believer, especially if you've been a believer for any length of time, uh, we... We need you here, all right? The church worldwide needs you, whether it's a missionary overseas or it's working with the children down the hall here or whatever it is. I hope you would seriously consider uh, working, doing something for the Lord because it says your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Um, when Christ comes back, if he sees a group of people watching for him, that's evidence of our faith. Why would you be looking if you didn't believe, right? You're only looking if you believe. If he comes back and his people are working, that's evidence of our faith, all right? So those are two things that we need to be doing to just be, so that when he comes back, there's, there's evidence of faith on the earth, all right? Be steadfastly working. Uh, let's look at one more, uh, one more verse on that. First Peter but the end of all things is at hand, again, talking about the end times, therefore be serious and watchful, again, another verse that backs that up, all right? Here it says, in your prayers, and above all things, have fervent love for one another, be hospitable to one another, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If you are a Christian, the, the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit has given you at least one gift, all right, one gift, and you're used to use it to minister to one another, all right? So again, I would challenge you, if you're not doing anything for the kingdom, uh, if you want to enjoy your Christian life more, if you want to lay up treasures in heaven, uh, if you want to just uh, feel good more about yourself and what you're doing, uh, do something for the Lord, all right? I hope that you would you could speak to our pastor. Uh, there are all kinds of things you could do here. So uh, I just challenge you to be steadfastly working and seriously watching, all right? And lastly, we want to be uh, staying in the word, all right? They use a little different terminology here, but we'll see it here. 2 Timothy 3, 1, 13 to 15. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Evil men and imposters will go worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things you have learned, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Paul is talking to Timothy here, a young pastor, but it applies to all of us. He's saying, stay in the word, continue in the word that you have heard and known. All right? I I really commend you for being here this morning as a follower of Christ. That's why you're here, right? You want to stay in the word. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be here this morning. So I want to, want to commend you for that. But God wants us to continue uh, in that. So even when he returns, he finds people who are people of the word. All right? Uh, let's look at another one here. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1 and 15. Now, brethren, concern, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together with him, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you were taught. By the traditions here, in the Pharisees' world, it was a negative thing when Jesus was talking to them, right? But in this regard, he's talking about the Old Testament, all right? The Old Testament prophets. Hold fast those traditions. Uh, John MacArthur says, cling to it. We are to cling to to this word, all right? We're to hold fast, making sure that, that we're uh, continuing in the word. Let me give you uh, one more here. Uh, yeah, let's do this one. 2 Peter 3, 10, 11, 18, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, 
we are to uh, grow, it says here, in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay in the word, study the word, memorize the word, live out the word, obey the word. That's, that's, all those ideas are, are involved in this. Therefore, we're to grow in his grace. Um, in the previous slide, it told us that there's going to be deceivers, people who come who are deceived themselves, and they're trying to deceive others, all right? And then Jesus said, if it were possible concerning the second coming, even the very elect of God would be deceived if it were possible. Now, we have the Holy Spirit within us to teach us truth from error and so on, but that's how bad the deception is going to get in the end times. And as we approach those end times, this is the only thing you can bank your life on, all right, for truth and understanding what God wants from us. So there's going to be a lot of deception, so staying in his word is very important. So the three things I'd like you to remember this morning, all right, be seriously watching, all right, be working, all right, steadfastly working, and be staying in, in the word. I want to conclude with this, all right. Obviously, you're going to get out here early this morning, all right. Uh, there are many other things that are to told us that we are told to do in light of the fact that Jesus is coming back. Let me just mention a few. Comfort one another with these words. Avoid false teachers. Uh, don't be troubled. Don't let this worry your heart type of thing. Jesus gave us a glimpse. The word gives us a glimpse of what, uh, what is coming so that we wouldn't be troubled. We won't be worried. We have faith in him. We're looking for him to deliver us from all these terrible things that are going to happen. Uh, I would challenge you to do your own study to list every time you read something in the Bible, and especially the New Testament, list it in the back of your Bible or in a separate piece of paper, a, a passage about the coming of the Lord. It's, it's spoken of in so many different uh, words that it isn't, you can't just uh, Google it and have it come up all right, a lot of times. You have to see the different passages on it. Um, to you here this morning who are believers, you're saved, you're born again, you're a child of God, whatever term, term you want to use there. Um, the... Uh, in John 2, 3, it says this, When he is revealed, speaking of his second coming, we shall be like him, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself. Just the fact that we know he's coming back and we're looking for his return purifies us, all right? It makes us more conscious of pleasing him, obeying him. So just that hope alone. Did you know there's a crown of righteousness? There are only five crowns listed in the Bible that we're going to get. Uh, that people can get in the day of rewards in heaven, all right? One of them is a crown of righteousness. You know what that's what that is? It's for those who are uh, looking for his return, all right? So he, God's going to reward those of us who are actually looking for his return. If you're here this morning and you're not a believer, you've never made that step from believing that Jesus died for your sins, was buried, rose again, and if you've never stepped over into that realm, I would challenge you to think about that today, all right? Probably the most important question for you would be um, when Jesus said uh, to his disciples, he said, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Research that question if you're not a believer this morning, all right? Who, who is Jesus? Who is this Jesus Christ, uh, the Son of God? And I think you'll uh, hopefully come to a, a, a conclusion that he is the Savior of the world. Um, in Hebrews 11:6 it says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, for he who comes to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who diligently seek him. All right, so again, just a challenge to um, seek 
to find out who Christ is to those of you who may not know him, all right? We're going to have the worship team come back up this morning, and uh, after they get done, I'll say a couple words and we'll be done, all right? Thank you. All right, thank you. Just stay seated, or standing for just a second here. Um, I want to show you something that I had made up that I think it's going to catch on, all right? Like the, what would Jesus do, you know, bracelets? Listening for the trumpet, all right? I hope you're listening for the trumpet this week, all right? I think it pleases God when we, when we uh, are watchful, all right, watching for him. Uh, again, if you're here this morning and you kind of, this is all foggy to you, you're going, I don't know about this Jesus stuff, I would love to talk to you afterwards and introduce you to Jesus. And you can walk away as a child of God with your sins forgiven and be saved this morning. I'd love, love to do that to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. And come back when the pastor's here in the month of August, all right? Let, <laughs> let me pray and we'll, we'll be dismissed. Lord, thank you for your goodness to us. Um, we look forward to your return. Help us to uh, be watchful, help us to be working, uh, and help us to be uh, walking in your word. I pray that uh, we would be pleasing that when you come back, you would find faith, a lot of it, on this earth. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's message was brought to you by a guest speaker at Community Church in Edwardsburg. For more information about the church, you can visit our website, edwardsburg.church. You may also contact the church via email info at edwardsburg.church, or call us at 269-663-2648. Thank you for listening.